Well, I don't know what's going to happen with the podcast because normally we would have started recording it before now but David's been a bit odd lately since I told him that somebody gave us a four-star review and he's shut himself in his little room so I might have to go and remind him that we actually need to do a podcast because I've brewed tea and everything. David. When you wish upon five stars... David. Oh, yes, honey. We, we need to get recording the podcast. Podcast? I told you, don't say that word to me. I know that you were disappointed. It's only one out of 11, you know. Because you can't get 11 stars. I mean, it's only one review out of 11 reviews. 11 reviews. <laughs> don't, tell me, don't, don't tell me you can get 11 stars. <laughs> no, we're not doing the podcast today, Ellie. But we need to... We can't do it today. Why? Leave me, Ellie. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mark this one as explicit then. <laughs> Leave me. Leave me. <laughs> David. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How David? I wonder where you are. David, are you all right there? What, what, Ellie, what is it? We've got to do the podcast. Don't say that word to me. How many times? What's the point? Because, if you recall, such is your universal appeal, Mr Eagle, you've gone international with this listener, Darren, 8,000 miles away in the Falkland Isles. Hard to imagine someone guessing the time, talking about herbal tea and reporting on potato growth as being funny. But you managed to find a way, and I look forward to more every Thursday. Number one fan club said, just as funny as it was when I last left a review in March 2020. 20, but now with extra features. Five stars. Oh, I suppose there is Darren and Slow number one Jane. Fan club. Very funny, eclectic five stars. Five stars, the David Eagle podcast is one of my favourites. I never know what to expect when a new episode <sighs> lands on my phone, but it's a brilliant combination of comedy, music observations, chat and general silliness. These people need you, David. I should do it for them. I should do it for Mary. I shall do it for Carl and Alice. I shall do it for... Amore. Amore. I shall do it for Phil. And Jane. I, I shall do it for Jen. Once more, the eagle rises. Come on, Ellie. It's time. Put your clothes on. It's time to do a goddamn podcast. Previously on the David Eagle Podcast. One little duck, me and you. Baby's done it. Doctor Who. Goodness <laughs> me, I'm free, Debbie McGee. One little flea. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, yeah. Jumble, just be down the bingo. I've woken up this morning and I appear to have released a damp squib. Oh, my God. Bitches and whores and guns and bling. Fuck the hippo. Fuck the hippo. Fuck the hippo. <laughs> Fuck the hippo. Fuck the hippo. Fuck the hippo. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> It's the David Eagle Podcast. Oh. Hello. Um, imagine if this is someone's first experience of the David Eagle Podcast. It'd be so weird. Ah, Welcome fuck. new people, if there are any. I mentioned this on Twitter, but I was quite uh, surprised when I went to publish the podcast, the last podcast, Ellie, mm. and normally it comes up with a little thing that says, do you want to mark this podcast as explicit? And I always tick yes, but then I suddenly realised, no, there's no need. Uh, for last week's podcast, it was completely clean. Because obviously, a previous podcast episode, we did say the words fuck the hippo quite a bit. If you want to find out why, then you'll have to revisit that podcast episode. It'll be easy to find because the podcast episode is called Fuck the Hippo. We're not going to be talking about uh, hippos on this podcast in relation to any sexual activity. However, animal-based sex very much does feature <laughs> on this week's podcast. Uh, because last week we had our comedy night from Live to Your Living Room. We had Sean Davies, Kate McCabe and Fred McCauley. It's a night that is hosted by me and Paul Silky White and thank you very much to everyone who did attend. I did a little quiz on that show. We're going to play you that quiz on this week's show. And it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a gay animal quiz. In respect of Pride, I've done a special theme about animals having sex. <laughs> Ellie has told me that she has had a harrowing journey in the past that she has remembered and that she'll be regaling us with on this week's The David Eagle Podcast. And of course, regular features, spammer time. What will this week's email be? I've just realised I've not sent you <laughs> an email. Oh. I was just thinking that, and then I was thinking about the person who spammed me on Instagram. Oh. 
Oh, you could tell us about that. Spammer time this week it comes from our celebrity guest, Ellie Skinner. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> starts coming up with spammer time? <sighs> Very nearly said potato news, but... No, no, no potato news. That's gone. Uh, we haven't got a new feature to replace it with yet, but for God's sake, you know, we... Well, the gay animal quiz. That's a new... It's not going to be a weekly feature, I don't think. <laughs> we talk about animal penises and stuff enough on the podcast without making a feature it's out so of it. Weird. It's not like we do in it's real not life. Like- no. It's not like, oh, do you know about the, the penis of this particular duck, David? It's like a corkscrew. <laughs> this particular duck? Well, there's a type of duck, isn't there? Oh, hang on. <laughs> We've gone into t- We've gone into it now. Territory again. There's a duck that's like a... There's a duck that's got a corkscrew a penis. A pig's penis is like a corkscrew, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a pig. Or is there a... I like this. We don't even a... know. This is just now animal penis conjecture. Remember, remember months ago it was animal penis facts, now it's animal penis I'm conjecture. Sure. I'm sure I've seen... Animal penis rumour. <laughs> uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've seen on QI before. I'm just remembering that one animal's got, like, fake vaginas. Oh, yeah. So it's got the real one and then On it's the got outside. some dead end ones. Yeah. Some, so yeah. if it gets accosted and doesn't want to get pregnant, it just closes off. I love the idea of it the not wanting one. to get pregnant. An animal. You don't think yeah. of animals really it, uh, having the choice. Oh, it might be. Is it that it can tell by, oh, this isn't going to be a good genetic match or something? Yeah. And it does it. <laughs> I think we should just do more of this. This is our new feature animal penis conjecture. <laughs> well, we don't oh know. Oh, my just gosh. Got, is it? There's an actual. She's um, looked on right. the internet here Yeah, now. I've Googled it. There's, it's like Google's going, oh, God, not another animal penis remaining. There's an article from 2012, the 12 weirdest animal penises on Earth. Animal ones on Earth, like, <laughs> as opposed to space penis. Well, there's another feature, Ellie. <laughs> Cassette roulette. Ellie wants more. A couple of hours ago, put her hand in my big box. That's the cassette that she has picked out. What kind of a cassette are we dealing with here? It's another coloured one. This one's a yellow. Steady on, Ellie. (laughs) This one's got a sort of luminous yellow kind of case. Okay, we'll find out what's on the luminous yellow cased cassette in this week's cassette roulette. We'll play the contents of that cassette shortly. Okay, what else? We've got Herbal Tea of the Week. Oh, God, of course. Uh, All that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. I'd like to dedicate this week's The David Eagle Podcast to... I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Uh, the doctor who uh, gave me those wonderful pills to sort out my memory. Hang on a minute. What? You started going on about 15 <laughs> most startling oh, animal yeah, fa- the, the... penis facts, and then we got sidetracked by you talking about space penis, and then oh, we completely then... forgot. Okay, so when you said we'll save the space penis for another time. Yeah, I didn't mean we'll space I thought, we'll okay, f- so we're going back to the animal penises. Well, I don't know, but it's just that I didn't, and we still have a sort of we're dedicating the podcast to. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't said, but it was the corkscrew penis. That's what we oh, were yeah. trying to work out. And you yeah. had obviously Googled corkscrew penis, so now we need to okay. know. I think I thought there was a pig that had a corkscrew okay. penis. It says, the Argentine bluebird duck's long corkscrew. Most um. male birds don't have penises, but a few, such as the Argentine lake duck, more than make up for it. The duck's penis is shaped like a corkscrew and can extend to more than 17 inches. The bird itself is only 16 inches tall. Females are often observed trying to fly away from an eager mate, leading experts to believe that the long penis could be an evolutionary response that makes forced copulation easier. Oh, I put the evil into evolution there. Yeah. Not Conversely, sure like the long penis could be the reason the females try to escape. Right. So that's number four on this list. So okay. maybe we'll dip in later on. <laughs> I've had a quick scan and number one is quite remarkable. OK, quite remarkable, yeah. listeners. So there's something coming up that's quite remarkable <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. So enjoy that. But we're not getting to that first. We're going to find out who we're dedicating the podcast to. I'm going to play a clip now from the uh, comedy show and we're going to pepper some clips from the comedy show because this quiz that I did comes from the comedy show as well that we did a live to your living room. Obviously, we're not going to play anything of Kate McCabe, Sean Davies and Fred McCauley because you have to pay to get that. Whereas me... You just get me for free. But uh, I dedicated the comedy show to my good friend Phil, who was in the show. There's no point me telling you all about it, because I'm about to tell it now. So what I'll do is I'll just play the clip 
and then we'll come back. <laughs> and, uh, if this podcast gets much more disorganised and ramshackle, we're going to be getting headhunted from GB News, Ellie. Uh, right. Let's find out how the podcast is... De- well, you found out who the podcast is dedicated <laughs> Oh, my God! But let's find out why it's dedicated to this particular person. As we head over to last Friday's comedy night, you're going to hear the voices of myself and my co-host... Mr. Paul Silky White. Little little dedication to my friend Phil, who's in tonight, who's just some very good news. Uh, he's receiving a guide dog, which is very odd because he's not even blind. But he's receiving a guide dog nonetheless. <laughs> he's got people in the know, you know. So, uh, anyway, so he's getting a guide dog. The guide dog is called Elton. So, uh, a little bit of a challenge for you all in the chat tonight to come up with some Elton-based dog puns. So, Sean Cooney from the Young'uns fame, uh, remember them, has uh, come up with Can You Feel a Lab tonight? Uh, My two are uh, Spaniel, in replace of Daniel, of course. Uh, We've got uh, I'm Still Standing, Terrier, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dash Hunt. No. My three there. Um... Cockapoo Rock, perhaps? Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. You know, in improvising, they say, yes, and. I just go, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, don't worry, your, in, your, your constructive feedback has been duly noted. <laughs> maybe. Exactly. We've already had a cracking one. Spaniel in the Wind from Becky. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was thinking of Handler in the Wind, maybe. But yeah, Spaniel oh. in the Wind would work very well. Right. I'm just going to criticise them all. I was thinking of Handler, to be honest. But if you want to go to Spaniel, you feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm really doing a lot for crowd rapport here. Um, <laughs> we have some more entries for the dog competition. We have a <laughs> don't let the dog go down on me. Oh, oh what? Dog. <laughs> well, hang on, what? That doesn't even sound anything like son. <laughs> uh, the bitch is back that's a potential one Ellie is, I mean I assume that's an Elton John dog pun Ellie has just whispered that in my ear so now's not the time for the sexy talk Ellie so I'm assuming that's an Elton John pun so well done Phil and I hope it uh, all goes well with you and Elton he's actually just posted some pictures saying that Elton encountered an unexpected animal in a nearby field oh god <laughs> oh no he's was sorry. it an Argentine duck <laughs> <laughs> so the first photo shows Elton. Feels El- like that's not the lead. <laughs> What's this? The first photo shows Elton stood looking puzzled. The second shows him sitting down for a closer look. And the third photo, Elton has moved near enough that the pig is in view. Oh God! Can you? If his pig's in view, <laughs> is there? Is it got a corkscrew penis? We can't see. Oh, okay. Maybe we could have that. Could be another regular feature, and we could have an Elton dog update. We shall be returning to myself and Paul Silky White and the good folk who attended the Life to Living Room comedy night very soon for our animal special pride-themed quiz a little bit later on. But before we do that, I'll tell you what we'll do. We could split Cassette Roulette up into multiple parts because I've listened to Cassette Roulette because yep. in the past when we first started, what we used to do is Ali would put her hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. we go, oh, she's pulled a cassette out. We'll find out what's on the cassette. Then I'd go away, listen to it and show Ellie. But it sort of seems, I mean, it's maybe quite nice to have a bit that drama but essentially all all you're listening to is ellie putting her hand in a box so rather than doing that she just before we start recording the podcast she puts her hand in the box and then i listen so the clips are all ready to go and that was the kind of thing that it took us three months to uh, make that kind of administrative decision there but it's really sped things up for us (laughs) it means we can talk about animal penises for another 20 minutes now and concentrate on the good stuff Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette We have no idea right now what's on it yet But then we press play, we'll hear what we get It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette so last week's cassette roulette was particularly exciting, Ellie, where we found an old answer phone message, yeah. didn't we, of somebody, it was a wrong number, and they were asking someone, are you still going out with Jenny Hatch, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Are you still going out with Jenny Hatch? Give us a call on this number. Now, this is a 27-year-old answer phone message, but we were intrigued to know whether Jamie and Jenny were still going out with each other and whether indeed they are still going out with each other now or because of that wrong number, whether they'd lost contact. Mm -hmm. We had hopes and dreams that maybe we could (laughs) reunite those two people and maybe we could be matchmakers. But unfortunately, when we called the numbers, there was nobody there. Now, we've since Ellie has ploughed social media, unfortunately, we've just not had any luck finding 
Jenny Hatch no. from Hartlepool. Couldn't find anything on LinkedIn, nothing on Facebook. I love the fact that LinkedIn was your first go-to choice. You can see, like, people's school history sometimes. Um, so I thought if I found if... somebody called Jenny Hatch who had a school in the northeast for the right sort of time, yeah. that might be it. And there was someone, but she went to school in the 70s. The person who was making the phone call sounded like she had a young voice, but yeah. Jenny Hatch could have been a bit of a cougar, as they say. <laughs> Talk it, will cougars feature? In our gay animal sex quiz, we'll find out a little bit later on. Well, I could tell you, they don't. Um, (laughs) Also, if you think this has been a bit shambolic, wait until you hear what's about to happen in the gay animal sex quiz because there was something that occurred, which we're going to talk through very shortly, (laughs) that uh, actually did heighten the comedy aspect, I would say. But uh, it was quite an astounding revelation for me. (laughs) And I think everybody else is very confused as well. But we're going to get to that soon. But let's first have our first little clip of this week's cassette roulette. We're back to the radio again. We're in 1999, Ellie. Here's a little clip from Galaxy. Police in Newcastle are still searching for people who put a beer keg on the metro line derailing a train. 50 passengers had to walk to safety. Walk to safety. Really doesn't sound dramatic, does it? (laughs) The idea of walk for your lives. Here's an advert. Now, we've heard one from the Jennings garage before. Yeah, take my... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it's great. I've been going to that one for 40 years. They know me by my first name. They say, (laughs) hello, Tom. How's the car? Well, obviously, it's not very good, is it? Otherwise, I wouldn't have taken it. I mean, what I say, you're a good garage. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're back. They're back. And they've got another weird advert as well. This is a strange one. These tray things in the door, they're just not big enough to fit all me rubbish into them. Spoilers. This is Greg. He's the griller. And he just sits there so he can see where we're going. 16-inch alloys. She's lean. She's rounded. I was basically going to turn the whole of the boot into like one massive bass bin, but... I like the beep. Listen. The uh, CD player. Oh, that's what it's for. Do you know I've had this car for a year and I didn't even know that? They just show the stuff that I like, what I like listening to, where I've been and things. And I know it is really sad, but don't laugh. <laughs> Let's put it this way, I've tested the suspension, do you know what I mean? And uh, air conditioning. It's called button because it looks like a button. Actually, it doesn't look anything like a button. Jennings Ford. It isn't just the cars we enjoy dealing with. <laughs> Why does she say it in a slightly seductive she does. way? Well, there's a few little seductive, odd sort I've of sexual thing. That's the one! I thought they mean because he's a bit of a reckless driver. No, he means he's been shagging about in it. But that's such a strange thing to have on daytime radio. <laughs> like, let's just say I've tested the suspension, if you know what I mean. She's a right little goer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then she goes, it's not just the cars we enjoy dealing with. <laughs> so weird. It sounds like a really crap trailer for Pimp My Ride. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, there's not enough space in the car door for all my rubbish. But then the woman going about, I listen to where it beeps. <laughs> yeah, I like the beep. At least she didn't. At least she didn't say, I learned to finger the horn, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Imagine turning it all. I like to grab the gear stick. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's <laughs> not just a handbrake. If you know what I mean. just keep saying it. There's someone who's not quite cottoned on. It's like, uh, I like the uh, the the engine's uh, pretty good, uh, if you know what I mean. It's like, what? It's, an... it's got a pretty good exhaust pipe, if you, if know, you what know what I mean. I mean. <laughs> No, you're not getting this, are you? Uh, <laughs> what was the thing about the grill? I don't know. These tray things in the door, they're just not big enough to fit all me rubbish into them. Spoilers. Why? What's she on about as well? Why is she seeing spoilers? Is there a bit on a car that's a spoiler? Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like having a, a wing on the back of the car? Well, that will Not give it like... a Google. If oh, you don't want to know, I mean, you can tell I can't drive. Can't... Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's like little hoods over the back of your window and stuff like that. And having a little tail on the back of your car. Spoilers. This is Greg. He's the griller. And he just sits there so he can see where we're going. Six... Is that the sat-nav then, or what? The griller? Oh. I like the beep. Listen. The uh, CD player. Oh, that's what it's for. Do you know I've had this car for a year and I didn't even know that? They just show the stuff that I like, what I like listening to, where I've been and things. So what's that then? They just show the things that I like and where I've been. What's that? I don't know. What bit of a car is showing you what you like? I think there was a gorilla sat-nav. I know it is really sad, but don't laugh. (laughs) Let's put... 
What's sad? Well, then she doesn't say what's sad. No. What? Or just you mean what she's, she's just said is really sad? She's probably pointing to like some furry dice or something inside a car. But this is so you can't on the radio. This way, I've tested the suspension. You know what I mean? And uh, air conditioning. It's called button because it looks like a button. Actually, it doesn't look anything like a button. What? <laughs> so she calls it button. We don't know what it is. It's called button because it looks like a button. Actually, another, it doesn't look anything like a button. And that's the end. Thing. I don't know <laughs> that's what. That's such a weird ad. Yeah, and then her at the end. Jennings Ford. It isn't just the cars we enjoy dealing with. If you know what I mean. <laughs> we'll have some more radio stuff from 1999 in cassette roulette a little bit later on. But now, Ellie, yeah. it's time to get to part one of our very special quiz for Ooh. Pride Month. As I said, there was an interesting technical problem that occurred, and I think what I'll do is I'll come back in the middle of this quiz and I'll explain what occurred. But before we do that, here to explain the premise of the quiz as we head to last week's Live to Living Room Comedy Night. The argument against, I suppose, the idea of homosexuality is it's not natural. So let's play a little game of It's Not Natural. <laughs> it's not the it's a working title. I thought let's look at various animals and let's see if there have been documented reports of gay activity. I've got some tension music. And I've got some facts for you right now, Silky. So play along at home. This is our first one. Here it is. I mean, no, I want, it really I want, does build tension that, isn't it? Especially when you pause for about four seconds well, afterwards. Right, so I need to interrupt now. This is me and Ali back in the studio. We need to interrupt at this point because what's happened, <laughs> yeah. which I'm not aware of and I don't become aware of until a couple of rounds into the quiz because no one points it out... <laughs> In my headphones, I've got this wonderful configuration going on where I can hear now, at this point, the sound of a lion roaring. So I can hear the sound of a lion, but what I didn't realise is all my sound effects, including a little sketch thing that I did at the start with a didgeridoo, they couldn't hear any of that. They could hear the tension music, but it meant at that point where I'm hearing and the music comes in nicely in stereo as well, which you can't hear on here because this is the feed from Zoom. I hear this lovely stereo sound. Immediately, I hear the sound of a lion roar. So I'm now sitting back and relaxing as the lion roars and I'm thinking I'm creating real theatre here. You've got the sound effects, but they can't hear any of that. They can hear what you're essentially hearing, which is me playing the tension music and then just sitting for five seconds, <laughs> not saying anything. So now Silky's going, assuming that all that's happening here is that I've now just decided to just pause for five seconds. So he makes a little joke about, oh yeah, well the tension is, ex is increased extra when you leave a pause. But I just, I don't realise they can't hear the lion roar, so I don't know why Silky's talking about pause. But I make <laughs> a little lion pun now. It really does build tension, that, isn't it? Especially when you pause for about... Four seconds well, afterwards. <laughs> there are pause involved here because this is the lion. I thought with it being Pride Month, I thought we'd, so of course, start with the lion. So my question to you, people, is lion, gay or not gay? Now, not this particular lion, but have there been documented Generally. reports of gay lion activity? Yes or no? Yeah or nay for gay? Maybe that could be a catchphrase. Cat is saying gay. Kate well, she is should know being, gay being a cat, of course, so that's quite good. She's got an advantage there. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, re I reckon with the fabulous manes, there's definitely going to be a yes. Pretty much they are the well, Bee Gees of the animal kingdom. You are quite right. I've got, I've just got a little article here. It says the two lions were spotted in a secluded bush area on the Maasai Mara, seen to be nuzzling and mounting each other. <coughs> Mating between male and female lions can often end in violence. However, after the two male lions encounter, they were more affectionate. Wildlife photographer and guide Paul Goldstein, he saw the lions standing side by side before one lay down before the other mounted him. Sorry, I've realised I'm doing this in a very deep sort of low voice here. Very, very AMSR, David. It's quite sensual. <laughs> exactly. I mean... Mr Goldstein told the Daily Mail. Yes, that's the Daily Mail news. That's M-A-I-L as well, not M-A-L-E. I have heard of this happening in Botswana, but <laughs> with nothing like this figure. When lions mate, it normally lasts a few seconds, but these two were at it for over a minute, and the affections afterwards were, were obviously evident. Uh, as opposed to the uh, 
uh, violent withdrawal when male and females uh, mate, that was not the case. Even after the dismount, they, they normally walk away from each other, but in this case they didn't. One male crept round to the other male and started to nuzzle him. But, and then it says, and then threw him a conspiratorial wink. There is absolutely no... That is anthropomorphosis, if ever there was. There's no way that happened. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no roar. I'm a big fan of your chocolate bars, by the way, Terry. I'll see you. I'll see the. I love the way that the, it is classic Daily Mail, because it's, it's an unnatural act, and I yeah. was forced to stand still and watch it until it finished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've heard of this happening in Botswana, but... Uh... <laughs> Number two. <laughs> so that is... Of course. What animal are we dealing with here, do we think, people? <laughs> How are they meant to know? Because <laughs> they can't hear it. So I'm just going, well, have a guess at any animal, essentially, is what they think my question is. Squid. No. <laughs> so I'm laughing, thinking, oh, well, Silky's just making a silly joke. That is the elephant. The elephant there. So my question to you is, elephants gay, yay or nay? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'd say okay. I'd say elephants are very much on account of their size. They're very much the bears of the homosexual uh, pachyderm community. It says in this report here, we didn't pay uh, 37 million zlotys for the largest elephant house in Poland, or in Europe actually, to have a gay elephant living in it. That's what uh, Michael Rossi, a conservative, conservative councillor in the Polish city of Pozona. So he's not happy because he's paid all this money for an elephant sanctuary and uh, we didn't pay all of that money essentially to, uh, to, to have a gay elephant in their ranks. So he's, he's absolutely livid about this. If he'd appeared 30 million, maybe, 30 yeah, million slotties, you'd expect it, wouldn't you? But not 37 million. You thought you'd guard against that kind of thing. They have sort of tried hypnosis <laughs> therapy. They've tried sort of hypnotherapy. But the trouble is to sort of make the elephants forget. But of course, that's impossible. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three. Okay, that is, of course, the sheep. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. What I love about this, and I haven't done any doctoring of this sheep. <laughs> I haven't done any doctoring of this sheep. Sorry, David, could you play the sheep noise again for me? Just one more time. Okay. Because... I, wonder if you, I wonder if you're thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, they're not, David. They're not hearing it, so they're not thinking anything. What they're thinking is, what, what is going on? I wonder if you're thinking what I'm thinking. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it at all. I don't Could think you know? we're getting it. I don't think we're getting it, David. You're not getting the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how are you not getting that? <laughs> oh, Kate has said in the chat, silence of the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely getting that sound of the sheep. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on. And this is where we found out how deeply mentally unwell David right. was that he'd been hallucinating sheep for most of his adult life. Well, <laughs> Hang on. I hate to break it Can to you, David, but we didn't get the lion or the elephant either. What? <laughs> I know. Right. Are, gonna, are you telling me you didn't get the uh, tension music? Oh, we got the whoosh noise. But then, ah, you got the whoosh. Because the sheep is very exciting because it's singing a little tune. And I haven't done any doctoring of the sheep. So I'm glad someone told me, though, because I've been listening to animal sound effects in here. I've had all sorts of stuff. Great-grandfather, what did you do before the third wave? Well, I sat and watched a blind man playing sound effects to himself. <laughs> is he broadcasting these sound effects to other people? No, but he was very much enjoying them in his mind. <laughs> did you did you hear the sound of the didgeridoo before? No. That's oh, so the, you're probably thinking yeah. I've gone absolutely mad. I've had a didgeridoo here. <laughs> The production value. Is, I, know my, I know being blind, my hearing is better than everyone else's, but you're probably thinking this is taking it to another level. <laughs> He's hearing voices. Right. <laughs> we're going to have more gay animal fun a little bit later on, and we're going to find out what tune that sheep was singing. But before we do that... <laughs> 
Spammer time! Ellie, you received something the other day on Instagram. So I put a post up on Father's Day about my dad. Now, my dad died in 2012. For dad's birthday, I'd put a picture of him up marking what would have been his 73rd birthday. And then on Father's Day, I decided to put another set of pictures up because my dad was trans and the first picture I'd put up was him as a man and then these ones were him as Dawn and I got lots of like lovely comments from friends and followers on Instagram and I had one odd comment for flame emojis with check your inbox (laughs) and it was from someone who's got um, a cartoon picture as his icon and he's called himself the stranger I don't follow him and he doesn't follow me, but I was like, okay, I know where this is going to go, but I'm just going to have a a look at this. Where did you think it was going to go? Well, I thought he was just being a perv and I was annoyed, so I was going to tell him off for being a perv on a stranger's Instagram. Some people enjoy that, though. That's the kind of thing that... Well, yeah. That's it, they like the admonishment. He messaged me after putting hot emojis on my dead dad's post and put hi, and I was like, can I help? He wrote hot yeah, yeah. So the four flaming emojis normally well, mean that's right. hot. Like, oh, okay. Oh, hot. And then check your inbox. Because he's saying your dead dad's hot. Yeah. Your dad's. Well, he obviously wasn't dead at the time. But, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it wasn't a picture yeah. of a corpse. So he'd put a hi, and I was like, "Can I help you?" He said, "Which type of help, babe?" Ooh. To which I responded, "Why are you messaging me?" He's like, "Where are you from?" I'm alone. I want friend. I'm bored now. Sad face. So I thought, right, this is my time to be a bit telling off. So, okay, so you've seen a post I've put up about my dead trans dad and messaged me because you want a friend and a board. I see your pics and I feel we can be friends. How do you get that from a picture? Or maybe this person, in fairness, is thinking it's a bit close to the knuckle. I probably shouldn't do it, but I know they've got a feature called Spammer Time. (laughs) At some point, David's going to forget to send Ellie an email (laughs) and they're going to have to have a backup one. And my time to shine will be there. So you commented on my post about my dead dad with flame emojis and say to check my inbox. And he's but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Bearing in mind your dad was cremated. Yeah. Having the flame emojis (laughs) is a bit insensitive as well, really, isn't it? Do you think that's appropriate? What is it you find hot about my dead dad? He's gone, sorry. I just wanted to say for you to check out your inbox. And then he's done four sad looking faces. And then... But you look pretty. And then a smiley face with hearts around it. So I want to talk to you. I'm sorry, babe. Don't call <laughs> me babe. Okay, dear, he said. Dear! I know. I went, why do you want to talk to me? You don't know me. He said, are you angry with me? But when we talk, we'll know each other. I'm like, no, I just don't understand what you think this you're going to get weird. out of this. Which hashtag were you following to find my post? Because I'd put on, like, trans women and Pride Month and dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag dead dad. There's a I put, lot going on there. you? And he's put, OK, bye. I said, stop perving on strangers. Oh, so I'm... now he's just saying goodbye. Yeah, and I He's put, given up. Yeah, and he said, I'm going. And then he's put, as you wish, but I am looking to have some fun. <laughs> oh, I've tested the suspension. <laughs> you know what I you mean? You know what I mean? So I put, do I sound like I'm interested in that? He's put, I hope so. But no. I don't know about your feelings. How's you feel about fun? So I've replied with... Have you listened to the David Eagle podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put that. We but don't, we're clearly we not very like good fun. at it. <laughs> Babe, we can do a fun chat. Don't call me babe or dear. But what's wrong with you, dear? Please calm down. Don't call me dear. Calm down, dear. Yeah. It's not David Cameron, is it? <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, I can't be asked with this anymore and blocked him. If anybody wants to also block him on Instagram. Or follow him. <laughs> or follow him. <laughs> Someone's uh, like the sound of that. If you now, want I to... want to say, I'm hoping that Alice, because we got younger listeners. Yeah, I hope Alice, she's, no. Don't go there, Alice. As no, tempting as it may be. Don't interact with random strangers. Yeah, there you go. So, Carl will be happy now. Carl yeah. is Alice's father. Both of them <laughs> listen to the podcast. Carl will be happy there because we've given her a positive message his, there. He's using. Nobita 28. Nobita. <laughs> Nobita. Okay. <laughs> he said he was lonely, so in fairness, you know, he, he's got to be a Nobita by the sounds oh, of it. Ah, there we Please go. Please stop listening, Alice. This is not good for you. Well, it is good because he's warned her against <laughs> the perils of the perils stupid. of the knob beater. Like, oh, <laughs> I... that's the, that's a potential title. The perils <laughs> of the knob beater. <laughs> 
It does sound like either a weird metal album, as the perils of the knob beater coming up, stays are on Radio 1, this is of course John Peel. Later we got in session to Dead Trans Dad uh, <laughs> and Court Screwed Duck. But now the latest from uh, Elton Dog. <laughs> it's time for us, Ellie, yeah. to. Spammer Spammer time! time. Ooh, a little behind the beat there, Ellie. <laughs> I was laughing too much. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, uh, somebody is. Someone else is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Still to come. Actually, the we we'll, we'll get to um, all of that later. That <laughs> I mentioned. <laughs> still to come. Actually, we'll get to that. Hey, still to come. We'll get to what's still to come a little bit later. <laughs> but, oh, but before we do that, you did mention that we've had some messages from Carl and we Mary. Did, yeah. So let's maybe get to them yeah. now. So last week, on the day you actually released the podcast, I realised I hadn't put a tea post up about the Samovar tea we were reviewing. And if anybody's on our Instagram, then they'll know we have one announcing the podcast and then we have one about the tea specifically. But some people were very upset. I know Knob Beater was particularly <laughs> uh, distressed about that. They forgot to put the tea on. So Mary's back. She was saying, but Baboom's Bottoms isn't new. It's last week's news. And I said, this is true. But it was new when I wrote the post and then I forgot to put it up. So Mary got excited because she thought that we'd released we, a new podcast well, and you were just promoting the I was just promoting the, the week old one. one. Yeah. Okay. And she said she was so confused. So she listened to it again in case there were any tasty nuggets she missed last time. And there were. All right. Now, so, we didn't add anything. So she nope, listened. Just not been diligent like in her first listen. what they say about the Bible or something like that they say read it the reason you've got to keep reading it is because you're always going to find something new in there and on the same post there we also had a message from some of our tea house saying that they just listened to it and glad we enjoyed their tea cold I'm not sure if Mary's concentration span is good at <laughs> did you get a bit the bit now, just make sure that Mary has definitely been listening. Did you get the 15-minute uh, segment we did on tangerines? We had two comments from Carl. One on our Potato News Instagram post. Not sure why the tops died off so soon. Never mind, they'll taste amazing. Top tip... They did, they tasted very nice. Top tip, I always find my freshly dug ones cook much quicker than the ones from the shop for some reason. Hmm. And they did cook quicker, but that might also be because they were very, very, very small. small. <laughs> and he's also commented, excellent, thank you for the shout out on the unexpected elephant's penis references. So this is with Phil Nickel, the yeah. episode with Phil Nickel, where we talked about uh, mm. elephant's penises quite a lot. Um, it seems to be what we do now. But that was also the one in which Carl told us that his 16-year-old daughter Alice listens to the podcast, so... He says you never got that kind of service from Terry Wogan. Uh, it's Terry, Terry, no, it's John Beale. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second, let me see if I can... It's Terry Wogan. <laughs> Simply read. Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan. Ah, that's a bit more like it. Terry Wogan, Radio <laughs> 2. I just keep saying Terry Wogan. <laughs> I'm making him Jamaican. That's Terry, that's Terry Wogan. Terry, oh. Wo- Terry Wagwan. No. Terry, what? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Why? Why? You say Wagwan, can't you? Have I not understood I don't something? Know, it sounds... Terry Wagwan. You can say Terry Wagwan. <laughs> I think. Can you say Terry? Can you say Terry Wagwan? Are you being accidentally racist? I don't know if I am. Okay. But I'm talking about being accidentally racist. There's a funny little <laughs> anecdote here from David Eagle's messages in. As old, your friend Terry Wogan with a story of accidental racism. That's the subject here. Yeah, talking about being accidentally racist. So yeah. I was having a bit of a stressful journey. I was going to a gig, a stand-up gig, and I had my accordion on my back and I had my bag on my front with my laptop and everything in and I was walking down the street and I was trying to find out where I was going and Google Maps was it was an absolute ball ache. Well, actually, that wasn't the ball ache part of the thing. The ball ache part of it was the fact that I was concentrating on my phone, I was walking around and also there were some posts, big concrete posts, and I clattered. And I was going quite fast as well because I was yeah. in a bit of a rush because Google had taken me the wrong way and there was all sorts of stuff going on I then crash into these posts it hurt my testicle regions regions I'm not 
I'm not like that uh, that duck or whatever the animal was. I've only got the one. I'm within. I've got one region. I've got two <laughs> testicles. Um, oh anyway, God. I'm really annoyed at this point. Everything's going wrong, and obviously because I crashed into them, because I've got this accordion on my back and a bag on my front, I kind of like it propels me forward with an extra force. The accordion. Yeah. So I slam against this, and then I spring back and slam against it again because I've got these two bags on. So it's boom, 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 and I bang into these bollards, these big concrete posts, and I'm really annoyed. And I just shout at the top of my voice. I lose control. And I just shout, fuck the poles. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking poles. Fuck the poles. (laughs) And and at first I feel, oh, that feels better. I've got that out of my system. (laughs) And then I realise I've essentially shouted, fuck the poles. In an area (laughs) that I've later, well, I was talking to the organiser of the gig about this. And he said, this is quite an area with a lot of Polish people living in it. (laughs) 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 So... So there's a story of accidental racism. Yes, if you've had a story of accidental... Tony Wogan back here again. <laughs> if you've had a story of accidental racism, you'd like to get in touch with the show. Cassette Roulette! So, Ellie, yeah. this is our next clip for Cassette Roulette. This is We're Back to Galaxy again, and this is their breakfast show. People are calling in. There's a lot of this, seemingly, going on on this show, where people basically just call in and talk about what a rough night they've had in terms of, like, how much <laughs> drinking they've yeah. done and that kind of thing. But then this call comes out, and I think, bearing in mind what this person is about to tell us, it's very strange behaviour to ring a radio station. Hello. Oh, morning. Oh, he sounds a bit rough. Just a little bit, yeah. Oh, what happened last night then? Um, just hitting it large in all the clubs, basically. Oh no, where about City Goal? Um, just a few bars. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Down Sunderland. Yeah, in Sunderland. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Oh dear. And uh, what happened then? A uh, bit of bad news. Oh, I ended no, up why? pulling my housemate's girlfriend. Oh no. Steve. He is yet to find out about <gasps> it. I mean, that is hideous, right? So he's pulled his housemate's girlfriend. He's come on the radio to, to tell people. It That's to very everyone. odd behaviour. Of pulling my housemate's girlfriend. Oh, no. Steve! He has yet to find out about <gasps> it. So you've not so, seen him yet this morning? No, no, I... but unfortunately, his girlfriend is still here. Oh. She's not in your bedroom, is she? <laughs> um, no! Oh. So... What this is, is he ridiculous. Doing? He's pulled his housemate's girlfriend whilst being in the house. So his housemate's probably next door. And I mean, she's still here. And she's still there. What does the girlfriend think about this? Well, you know what the best twist would be? If all of a sudden the radio presenter goes, oh my God. And he realises he is the housemate. Oh. In your bedroom, is she? <laughs> um, no! Oh, no! I can't possibly say that. Oh, I know, I know. Big trouble. All kinds of trouble will be happening. That is shocking. Oh, this is the best one we've had so far this morning. I hope he's not listening now because you're going to be in deep. I don't know quite how he's going to take it. Why are you ringing up? Yeah. Such a strange thing to ring up a radio show to tell someone that you've slept with their girlfriend and the girlfriend is still in the room. And I suppose when it's your housemate and the housemate is presumably in the house. Part two of our gay animal quiz. And great news, I've got my outputs routed correctly. The sound effects are in town now. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We got a didgeridoo. Now, you can hear it now. Didgeridoo, lion, elephant, sheep. Yeah! Like a well-oiled machine. A well-oiled machine. Unfortunately, the machine in question is the RMS Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Uh, But everyone was being so terribly British and polite, just (laughs) nodding and going, that's right, David, yes, it is an elephant. That's right. (laughs) No one wanted to address the elephant in the room, but it turns out there wasn't one. Uh, There we go. Thank you very much. So earlier... I posited this question to you. Have there been reports of gay sheep activity or not? We're not just looking for sort of spurious reportage here. We are looking for clearly documented evidence. There will be a photo montage at the end of the gig, which I have prepared. I have taken the pictures, so I don't know what they're going to be like. Thumbs and lens caps. (laughs) But my observation about the sheep was it was singing a certain tune, and I have not doctored the sheep. Um, What tune do you think this it's singing this is just my opinion here any ideas because that sounds like an actual song to me but anyone getting what that is is it song song blue 
Yes, Delilah. Na 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 na. I'm sure you're all relieved that I got my outputs routed correctly because it's been well worth it. The question is for sheep, gay, yeah or nay? What do we think? A lot of shouts of gay coming through there, I'm hearing. Well, yes, big horn sheep live in homosexual societies in which they bond through genital licking and anal intercourse. Male sheep that choose not to engage in this behaviour become social outcasts. There you it's go. It's kind of like a rugby tour. Exactly. <laughs> and you might be wondering how the sheep pull each other. Well, of course, they hang around at the, uh, the gay bar, of course. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the sound of me dropping a clanger. <laughs> there we are. Okay. Giraffes. Okay, so uh, who's necking who? That's all we want to know here. Cat is saying definitely gay. Giraffes have all male orgies. So I don't know what the females get up to, but that's what goes on with the giraffe. So... Females take a night off. Ellie, Ellie quite rightly points out the, the quote from take Gladiator. Take a off? I don't know if they dress up. What? <laughs> from Gladiator, the famous Oliver Reed quote to Omidra Lilly, you sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> Did we get any more Elton John dog uh, things in, by the way? Uh, Becky came up with further dog puns. Uh, good boy, yellow brick dog. Uh, uh, yeah, I like, I mean, good boy, yellow brick road would, would just do, actually. But that's that's really good, Becky. Yes, and uh, and Nikita, which is step into dog shit, which is that is brilliant, <laughs> excellent. This is apparently the sound that a giraffe makes. Oh no, it's not. This is the sound that a giraffe makes. <laughs> that. That's uh, apparently the sound that a, gi- a giraffe makes there. Fred McCauley has requested that he's brought on, not to applause, but just to that sound. So if you could all just have a respectful silence, we'll bring Fred McCauley on to the little sting sounds of the giraffe. Ladies and gentlemen, Fred McCauley. <laughs> Take it away, Fred. Oh, man. <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you so much. So still to come, part three of our quiz. Ellie Skinner is going to tell us a story of a harrowing journey. But before that, it's time for Herbal Tea of the Week. Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally. But this is the feature that reviews Herbal Tea Verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell you what we think. Tea is the subject on which we will speak in our exciting feature, Herbal Tea of the Week. The sounds of ice cubes being dropped. Is that right? Yeah. Into, I just assumed, into a cup. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to keep down to myself, but I realise I'm doing a commentary and I'm blind. So I'm just doing it on the sound. Basically, if I can do that, you can probably do that, listeners. I didn't know that we were going to be recording this this late. It is a black tea. So it's caffeine. I'd forgotten. Normally, I try not to have caffeine stuff after four o'clock kind of time. And we're recording this, listeners, at quarter past nine. So it's going to be interesting. But professionalism dictates that I will drink... For the good of the podcast. You yeah. see? Four stars. This is the kind of professional you're dealing with here. Okay, Ali. Do you want to know what it is before you sniff it? I'm going to sniff it first. There's something a little different here. I'll tell you what I'm getting before we find out what it is. A little fruity, grassy smell. Definite fruit about it, but it would imagine it, I would imagine it would smell if I poured a lot of fruit juice <laughs> Onto grass, but nice, clean grass. There's no muddiness, but I'm assuming it's not fruit and grass. I'm assuming there's fruit, but I'm assuming there's no grass involved. So we have returned to some of our tea house. Oh, I, like, I do like the smell. I don't want you to think that. No, no, it's good. And this is their Alhambra blend. It says it's a very aromatic blend of apple, raspberries, and jasmine on a base. Ah, so it's the it'll be the jasmine. Mm. The herb and the fruit are coming together. Yeah. On a base oh. of Vietnamese OP. 
Refreshing and uplifting, a nice change okay. from plain black tea. I don't know what Vietnamese OP is. No. So it's a mild but aromatic golden tippy orange piquio. It's made from the tips of the tea. Oh, I've just put my nose further in it. I really It's like a little ribena-ish. Yeah, actually. Oh, I like it. OK, I'm going to give that a seven for smell. I'm going with seven. OK. It's lovely. A total yeah, quite of a 14 out of 20 for smell. Let's give it a taste. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I do like that. That's really refreshing. That is not what I thought it would be. It's... Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So I thought, because I don't think we've ever cold brewed a black tea before, although technically this says it's an orangey one, but still, we've only ever done like a green yeah. tea or a herb mix. What I love about this, Ellie, is the blackness. You've got that real tang, mm. and that's offset wonderfully by the fruit, and then you've got the oranginess, or the sweetness, and then you've got that orangey oh, mix of sweet and tang there. All coming together, that's a lovely concoction. That's very refreshing. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm giving this. Yeah. A nine. Mm. How about you, Ali? I'm going to go... I'm going to go ten. Oh! But for me, I think it equals the, the chocolate mint. And I can't deny that. I'm not sure I've made the right decision there, but that's the decision I've made, and I, I do stand by it, but I, I could I imagine on another day saying ten, but I've said nine on this day, and that's what we're sticking with. We know that we have to take the first answer. We know mm. that from experience, from painful experience. 19 for taste, 14 for smell, giving it a teetotal of 43. No, it's not. What? 33. Oh, yes. Ah. 33 out of a possible 40. Wonderful Which stuff. gives it second place. OK, Ali, before we move on yeah. from Herbal Tea of the Week, this week's Cassette Roulette has mm. something tea-based to offer Ooh. and also maybe goes into the theme of accidental racism at the same time. <laughs> let's head to... That doesn't need to be a theme, David. <laughs> let's head to this advert from 1999, this radio advert. The Willow Tea Rooms Glasgow may seem a world away from the internet, but with the help of their local ISI support centre, they set up a website. And now they're even opening a tea room in Japan. Oh! Oh, which is God. making their competitors swallow hard. Uh, it's not that sort of reason. You should, sw you should swallow hard for a different reason. What I love is they've got, before they just do the whole, they do, ha! They have like a, that voice before it. And then they've got, what's the music? They've got some like some sort of out of tune thing. instrument in the background as well. Quite right. What do we think of when we think of Japan? Wait, I've got to go oh, before you do it. And then you've got to do the uh, weird instrument strumming. A tea room in Japan. Oh, what an important. Which is making their competitors swallow hard. Oh. <laughs> as if all people from Japan, if they were speaking, oh, before they speak, oh. Oh. Lovely, what a lovely way to end this week's Herbal Tea of the Week. Have we got Binny? We could, we could do Binny. Can I find... Let's see how quick I can find Binny. I don't think I can find her very quickly. Where is she? Is it called Nice Cup of Tea? Ah, there it is. I was looking for a nice cup of tea, so I was doing a... We'll end with it. Should we end with another game of podcast roulette, Ali? Yeah. But before we do that, <laughs> don't worry. We know we haven't ended yet. We've still got to come. Part three, the final part of our gay animals quiz. So we'll do that and then it'll be Ellie's story of a harrowing journey. Let's head back to last Friday's comedy night from live to your living room. My special gay animals quiz. <laughs> A bonobo. But the question is, do bonobos uh, engage in gay sexual activity or not? Have a little bit of a think to yourself. From my degree, I know that bonobos, they're like kind of the stickle bricks of the animal kingdom and that they will fit together any way they possibly can. Legos just on top of each other. Bonobos, Silky, one of our closest primate relatives. They have lesbian sexual encounters. I love the idea of an encounter. It makes it sound really sophisticated. Lesbian sexual encounters every two hours. <laughs> Even the men, it's really awkward. <laughs> ah, well, the male baboons engage in penis fencing. <laughs> but no, did I say baboons? Oh, no, you don't know. That's another one. Uh, bonobos. Baboons, baboons do that. 
But, but, no, male bonobos engage in penis fencing, which leads, and I love this turn of phrase, which leads, surprisingly enough, to ejaculation. I don't know, what does it mean, surprisingly enough? That's just such a quaint way of saying it. They engage in penis fencing, which leads, surprisingly enough, to ejaculation. They also give each other genital massages. I, mean, I don't mind the sounds of a, the idea of a genital massage, but I think I'd be put off somewhat by the... Uh, I don't want that. I do not want that when I get my genitals massage. I've told you that before, haven't I? <laughs> but, um, Bonobos have been seen in the wild uh, using oral sex as a greeting. I had to research all of this. You seem to know it without the need for research, which is uh, somewhat disconcerting. And finally... That is the sounds of a brown bear. My question to you is, does the brown bear engage in gay sexual encounters? I'm going to suggest that they try, but are too heavy for the bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, they do, they do. Now, my question was, I was going to ask about the, because it said brown bear, so that got me thinking, does the black bear? So I googled gay black bear. Now, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I didn't have the same amount of knowledge here. In in gay culture, a bear is uh, a larger man, uh, this is in human culture, often a hairier man who projects an image of rugged masculinity. Uh, So I had absolutely no idea of this. So I was just constantly sort of going, it must come up at some point. I got into result 150 and never found out whether black bears have uh, have had gay sex, but I've I've certainly found... (laughs) An interesting thing there by typing in black gay bear. But, or gay black bear, but, um, sorry, I didn't type in black gay bear. Anyway, at the gay bear, gay bear. um, The term bear was popularised, you'll know this, of course, Silky, by Richard Bulger. Which I think is just brilliant for a gay icon. Dick Bulger, essentially. What a great name. My point basically is all of the animals, essentially. It's very difficult to find an animal that hasn't had uh, gay sex. And believe me, I've tried. Um, (laughs) So I think the point is, it is, of course, completely natural. So uh, I think that's a great message for Pride. Um, Your prize, it was going to be uh, tickets to the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo to watch the 2021 Bonobo penis fencing tournament. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> obviously, due to COVID, we can't leave the country. So uh, in, instead, you're just uh, literally playing for pride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dangerous are Bonobo's penises that you have to fence them? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you kindly. There That's you the go. kind of wordplay that keeps me off Radio 4. <laughs> 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 obviously, for pride, David is doing a tie-in disability awareness special for Pride Month called Eagle Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> Basically, where he just hovers above straight men and goes, I wouldn't do it like that. <laughs> It's time for a harrowing journey story. I think I had a lovely little message at the end of it, though, my pride quiz. Yeah. Exactly. Did you also want an animal penis fact? Oh, yes. Because I did dangle penis number one in front of the list. You did. Well, why don't we end with penis number one? Okay, cool. And we should we'll we should have interspersed them throughout the podcast, but never mind. We've been interspersing everything else yeah, throughout exactly. the podcast. That's so the bo- we can't... problem. A sea turtle has a massive, terrifying penis. Male sea turtles are horrifically well-endowed. Soft-shell varieties like the leatherback have penises that, when erect, extend to nearly half the animal's eight-foot body length. And the end point culminates in a five-lobed head that discharges semen from four different branches. Scientists surmise that males evolve these innovative penises in order to inseminate females from long distances, namely to get past their protective shells and bulky swatting tails. Wow. There you go. All with a penis fencing, that could be a sport in itself as well. Uh, You could have... Did you just say penis fencing? Yes. Well, Well, David Of course I did, because we were talking about that earlier on the podcast. But, Just a few minutes ago, in fact. Well, exactly. But, but let me, before you say it, because <laughs> the penis fencing could be one. Uh, the other tournament could be the long-distance turtle semen championships. Yes. 
Well, I wasn't going to throw another penis fact in, but flatworms fencing penises. Flatworms are hermaphrodites, meaning they have both male and female sex organs, which triggers some seriously odd reproductive behaviour. When trying to impregnate another worm, for example, a flatworm tries to pierce the skin of the other using its penis. Experts term this heated competition penis fencing. The first to successfully impregnate the other whilst fending off advances becomes the de facto male who wins because he won't have to expend the energy required to carry eggs. And with that, should I tell you the story of my journey? Take it away, Ali. So, I used to live in Newcastle. I come from Brackley in Northamptonshire. The nearest train station is Banbury. I can't drive. So, in order to visit my family during holidays at university, I would get the train down and then on the way back up, I would be encouraged to take a bit more stuff with me and help empty out the house. So my mum would drop me off at the train station and I would say that we should leave about 45 minutes to get there, make sure that we're there on time, I'm not going to miss the train or anything. On this particular day, we were running a bit late and mum was like, oh no, it'll be fine, it only takes 20 minutes to get there and it's 25 minutes before your train now, so if we leave now, we'll be fine. So automatically... I'm quite stressed about this situation yes, anyway I because be. I like to have enough time at the station before the train goes to not be worried. You don't want um, hitting a red light to be the factor of why you might miss a train. No, and we didn't hit red lights. We hit roadworks. Oh. And so we pulled up to the station. Now, from where the cars are parked, you can see the platform that I need to get on and I could see the train pulling in. I had with me a suitcase, a bag with my laptop and stuff in. I had a guitar because at that point I was still trying to learn an instrument and I had to run up the stairs across down to the platform and they were just shutting the doors as I got to the train. But thankfully, the guard was still on the platform, saw me and opened the doors and I got on the train just as it was about to leave. I know that my journey to Newcastle is a long one, so I've booked a seat. I've managed to get onto the carriage that my seat was in. And with all this luggage and stuff, I thought, it's okay. So the train was quite packed. I tried to get my suitcase onto the luggage rack. It wouldn't quite fit, so it was just in front of it. But it wasn't blocking the aisle. And I went to find my seat and there was a woman in my seat. And I said, oh, excuse me, that's um, my seat I've booked because I'm going all the way to Newcastle. It's like four hours. And she went, well, if you tell the woman who sat in my seat to move, then I'll move. What? Yeah. How does that work? So she's obviously realised the injustice of the woman. Why doesn't, hang on, why didn't she tell the woman in her seat to move? I don't know. But this, there's no logic there. there's no logic. And then the conductor was coming up and I went, excuse me, this woman's in my seat. She's not wanting to move. And she kind of got up and grabbed her bag from the empty seat that she'd put next to her. (laughs) And then tucked Why didn't you say, well, wouldn't it make more sense as you have to go to that, if that woman leaves her seat, to get to yours, you have to go to that seat anyway yeah. so you might as well just cut out the middleman and, just and go, go to your seat ask the yeah. one to move the woman will move because otherwise once if you'd then gone up to the woman and then I've got to ask you to leave this seat because there's a woman Somebody over there who needs this seat mark, and then yeah. I need to sit over there and you go well I'm sorry but uh, I'm not leaving until the, the woman, woman who is in my seat so it's just goes. a domino of seats and you're just spending <laughs> the whole journey and you realise so she's moved I've settled into my seat it's fine I've got my laptop I'm going to watch something on a DVD I'm going to come Calm down. We are five, ten minutes out of the station and the train stopped and there was an announcement saying we have to stop because there's been a fatality on the line ahead of us. It's a bit and... of an overreaction just not getting a seat, isn't it? <laughs> I find normally that that's kind of like a big grounding thing for everybody because a train stops and at first nothing is said yeah. and everyone's complaining, it's and the most stressful like, oh, thing. Bloody hell, we're already late. And it's like, yeah. and all of us then, they say, I'm sorry, but uh, someone's jumped in front of the train, there's been yeah. a fatality. Yeah. And you suddenly go, oh, oh. okay, yeah. that puts everything into perspective because it reminds you, and I think it's an important lesson, it reminds you that, we're all going to die at some point. Sorry, sorry if that comes as a shock. Uh, I'm assuming you have told her this, Carl. Uh, but hey, don't get too despondent, Alice. There's a penis fact coming up. <laughs> but, you know, it's that thing that really grounds everybody and you kind of go, oh, OK, actually none of this is important. Yeah, so we were then held up an understandable delay and it seemed to have been dealt with very quickly, 
relatively because after 45 minutes of being stuck outside Banbury Station, we were allowed to go through and carry on on our journey. We got further up, further up, and then as we were leaving Birmingham, we realised it was a lot hotter than it should be. (laughs) The conductor came through and went, oh, really sorry, there's a fault on the train. The air conditioning isn't working in this carriage, but because the train's so full, I can't move you into any other carriages. So, so, so far, I've nearly missed my train. There's been a bitchy woman in my seat. Somebody's died, and now the the heating. <laughs> I said the fact that goes third. Well, I'm someone's doing... <laughs> died, and the heating's not working. <laughs> the heating's the heating's on. <laughs> then, as we were pulling up towards Sheffield, we got a uh, Bing Bong going. I'm afraid. It's, it's all my accidental racism. <laughs> um, I'm afraid. A Chinese announcer. I don't think you can call him that. But anyway, we should be heading to Newcastle and Edinburgh via Leeds, but unfortunately, somebody is cycling on the tracks up ahead of us. <laughs> And we are being diverted via Sheffield and Doncaster instead. So if anybody does need to go to Leeds, please get off at Sheffield. We got to Doncaster. As we pulled away from Doncaster, bing bong, another announcement from the train driver this time going, to the lady sat in coach B next to where the brick hit... Don't worry, it's just superficial damage to the window. Everything's fine. <laughs> so somebody had thrown Whoa. a brick at the train oh, in Doncaster. And then we were held up again. There was an announcement saying, oh, there's a, a mysterious bit of luggage that's been left in the corridor. If you think this might be yours, please come and check because we will be leaving it on the platform. Mm. I was like, oh bloody hell something else and then i thought hang on my suitcase was at the front of all the Someone's of the stuff it. so somebody when getting theirs out oh no had moved my suitcase into the corridor without me knowing so I got I, like I didn't know why, but you know when you get that gut yeah, feeling of like I'm gonna thing. have to check this. If you hadn't, and I had got my name on the suitcase, so they could have read my name out, yeah. but they didn't. But I thought oh, I'm just gonna check just in case because I know with the day that I'm having that will be my stuff, and that is half of my university notes and all the stuff that I need. And sure enough, some bastard had <laughs> put my suitcase in the corridor. The conductor had come by, thought it was suspicious luggage, had had decided to leave it for the transport police on the side. So luckily I was like, oh, no, 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 that's mine. I don't know why it's there, sorry. Brought it in. Luckily, there's enough people gone that I could put it properly on the rack. And then everyone's probably now looking and at you. Yeah, going, looking at me. Oh, going, oh, oh well, yeah, why did she leave it? It's like, I didn't. And then as we were coming up to, it must have been Durham, we got a message going... Well, despite everything that's happened today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've made up some time and we're actually arriving into Newcastle ten minutes before we should have done, (laughs) despite having to wait. I don't know how it happened. Maybe it was that diversion like Sheffield-Doncaster up instead of going round to Leeds. But we arrived ten minutes early. (laughs) We're going to end with an animal penis fact from Ellie Skinner. The sea slug has a disposable regenerating penis. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The Chromodorus reticulata sea slug has the peculiar ability to discard its penis after copulation. But what makes this soft-bodied marine mollusk particularly different is its ability to grow a new penis within 24 hours. Sea slugs are simultaneous hermaphrodites, meaning they possess both male and female genitals and use both during intercourse. Once the slugs complete copulation, they crawl away with their elongated penises still dangling. <laughs> the organs suddenly sever from their bodies and float away. Within 24 hours, the slugs regenerate the penises and are ready to do it all over but again. why? Why does I the penis know. need... Why can't the penis just stay there? I've just found one more. The barnacle has an accordion-like organ. Oh! <laughs> that's why I had to read this oh, one. Oh, that's useful. If I ever lose mine. <laughs> Though they don't appear to do much more than stick to the underside of boats, barnacles actually possess one of the longest penises in the world, at least relative to their body oh, size. something else that uh, I haven't common with the barnacle, then. <laughs> Not just the accordion. Anyway... The filament-like penis extending from its shell has an exoskeleton with accordion-like folds that stretch out to inseminate nearby females. Barnacles that live near shore breaks often develop thicker, heartier man parts to survive the crash of oncoming waves. Wow. There you go. Absolutely. Brings it a whole new minute squeeze box. Oh, hey, there we go. 
<laughs> what a rollercoaster ride of a podcast it's been, listeners. It's been an epic one this week. Um, we'll be back next week with another David Eagle podcast. But we, what we often like to do, we shouldn't really call it podcast roulette because we've got cassette roulette. It sounds a bit odd, but we haven't got another name for it. Uh, maybe we could call it random play or something. But essentially, in the folder, I have all of the audio clips that I've used from the podcast since we started them weekly in January. And what I like to do is just select them all, press shuffle, and whatever comes up, that's what we fade out on. Okay, from me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Listen. Stop talking. I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them.